putting creativity into these workshops to make it more human, to make it more digestible, to make it more actionable, I think is something that I really love to do. Being in front of people, speaking in front of people, but also speaking to people, with mm. people, mm. Right? bringing them into the conversation and, and helping them envision themselves. Welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Creative Bobby. And on this episode, I have a dear, dear friend, Bonko. Like he, you know, marketing center coordinator extraordinaire. Now he's a programs director. And on top of all that, he's, you know, VPSA for Kappa Kappa Psi. Like, first off, welcome. And second of all, how do you do it all? How are you? How are you doing all this? <laughs> Robert, thank you so very much for, for having me on, first of all, and just wanted to say hello and welcome to anyone who's tuning in. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was just processing this the other day, like, I do a little bit too much, like doing the most in a way. And it's like, to be quite honest, if, if I can, if I can be transparent, uh, sometimes it's not like I want to do all these things. I think uh, in a way, like I'm, I'm keeping myself distracted from COVID, all the things happening in the world, you know? So like, I'm trying to just chug along and keep myself distracted from all of it. Um, but honestly, I do enjoy the hustle. I do enjoy doing a lot of different things. And, um, and you know, I've, I've mentioned to you before uh, in my family, especially my mom and myself, we were just like, we're just go, go, go people. Um, so to be able to do all the things that I've been able to achieve so far um, has, I mean, it's been, I'm, I'm just so very grateful. And I never, you know, growing up, never would have thought that I could do all this stuff. And um, oftentimes was told like, you can't do this or you shouldn't do this or just focus on one thing, like find the one thing you're good at and just keep to that. And I can definitely say that I am very happy and, and I feel very fulfilled on a day-to-day -day basis uh, most of the time. So how do I do it? I'm not entirely sure, but I know that there's a lot of copy <laughs> there's a lot of venting and ranting to friends such as yourself. Uh, there's just a lot of Googling and just trying to like self-teach yourself things. So um, I don't know if I'm doing any of this right, but it feels good for most of the, most of the part. Uh, and yeah, I'm just excited to be here, excited to talk more with you about this. Oh, nice, nice. And here we're, you know, creativity is the name of the game here. And I want so I always like bring people on from different walks of life that can talk about creativity and what it means to them and how they're using it. So I'll pose that to you. What what do you think when you think creativity? What does creativity mean to you and how are you using it in your life? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that question. Um, and I really appreciate the topic too, because even though it's something that we often say is like a more of a buzzword or we mention interviews or in programming, we don't really talk about creativity that often. So I really do appreciate this question and this topic. So what does creativity mean to me? Well, I'll speak on the different layers if you don't mind. Uh, culturally, for myself, I'm half Chinese, half Vietnamese. And when I think about creativity, I can't help but think about food especially when you talk about traditional Chinese food and Vietnamese food. And I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, Kung Pao chicken, I'm not talking about pork, even though those are great options and I myself en enjoy those more Americanized fast food. You're Chinese talking about options. the real deal. 
I'm talking about the real thing, like, you know, grandma cooking in the kitchen, bringing it to you. And you're like, what is this? I don't know what this is, but I've been eating it my entire life. Like, you know, that, the, the real good stuff. Um, and when, so yeah, when I think about creativity, I think about Chinese food and I think about Vietnamese food. And there's one, this one particular dish that I only recently learned about. It's one of my, it's my, one of my favorite Vietnamese dishes. And um, in Vietnamese it's called gum sum, which means uh, basically it means rice and grilled pork, like very literal rice and grilled pork. Um, but it ha it's very colorful. And you have all these different vegetables, you have the grilled pork, you have the fish sauce with like peppers in it. And so it's very vibrant. But then when I learned about how it came to be, um, it was, it came to be because a lot of those ingredients uh, back in Vietnam, because of the war, because of the of poverty, people just didn't have a lot to eat. So mm. pork was something that people ate because a lot of people didn't want to eat pork. You had mm. all these other vegetables because they were, they were like the leftover vegetables. Uh, and you had the rice, which is broken rice, which is what people pick out because, you know, people want the long grain of jasmine rice. They don't want the broken rice. So this dish came to be, this vibrant, beautiful dish came to be because of, it came from all the parts that no one wanted. Mm. People, and culturally people started to put it together and made something beautiful out of things that people wanted to discard. So again, when I think about creativity, I think about food. Now on a more personal standpoint or personal view on creativity, quite frankly, to me, I think creativity is life. And, and I, it reminds me of, of the quote, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. And to me, in order for us to grow, in order for us to expand as human beings, we have to try new things. We have to really dig deep into ourselves, heart, mind, and soul. And I think at the base of that connects all of that is our ability to be innovative and creative. And to really, again, in a sense, like challenge, challenge the status quo, but more so challenge it in a way of us finding ourselves as human beings like mm. what what part do i want to play in this world what is my purpose what is my why so on one hand i see food on one hand i see it as like an essential part of life hmm. that's that's dope and when you were talking about the food it's it's surprising how in various cultures like that there's a story about how the things that well we only had this much or weren't we were only like i mean soul food the exact same way like they only gave the slaves like the scraps so then they're okay we're gonna make something out of this and now soul food restaurants all over the place and so like taking taking something that others might discard and making something beautiful out of it happens in a lot of different cultures and it's, it's, it's interesting to see it how it's translated in different cultures and how that comes about and creativity being life is that's that's just my whole thing like that's because like creativity like it's no matter what people uh how people use creativity it either the answers i get are either about life or about the self like how like expression of mm -hmm. things on a deep level. So it's like, like to, to simply say creativity is like, I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly because like we are here and things, everything that we see, everything that we interact with was created by something or, or someone. It's like, it's, it's, it's because the way I think about things, I think about things more on like a, the big picture, like how, or how is everything connected? And mm -hmm. of course I've been doing like, uh, 
self-discovery personality things. Like I've been on the Enneagram now and I, I now I'm aware that I am a nine wing one. Um, and it's, that's very fascinating. <laughs> it's very fascinating to find out about all that. So it's like, I love that answer. And so to expound upon that, like, how are you using it in your, in your life? Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll just, pre I'll preface with that. Well, when you, we're talking about food, I will eat a lot of things. So I'll just say that I, I am a, I don't want to call myself a foodie because I think that's overused, but I am an appreciator of foods of all sorts. And it's one of the great things about living in, in DC is that like, just at this center of different cultures and different foods. Um, so yes, definitely like how I use it on a day-to-day -day basis is I appreciate different sorts of food and, and, and in a way adventurous and open to trying different foods from different nations and, and cultures. Um, how I utilize creativity to be more specific on a day-to-day -day basis though, I try to find ways in which to make things more efficient and effective and it, it, in a way that's how my brain works and I, I you know growing up people are like you're always so negative you're always picking up the bad things and the wrong things and like what can be better like why can't you just like be happy and I was like, no, I am happy I just I'm I think things can be better and here's how so in a way like I find myself to use my creativity from music from my different cultural understandings of how the world works and different perspectives uh, but also, in a way, my unique self and my, my lived experiences, in a way, I, I take from all of those areas to find different solutions to problems and issues. Um, and even if people don't find that there are issues or problems, um, especially, you know, now that we talk about DEI even more, uh, just because it's not a problem for you doesn't mean it's not a problem for other people, right? So, like, we really have to take a look at all the things that we do, um, from all different angles to make sure that things are more equitable, at least through the effort of trying to make all sides heard, see, and value. And from that, I'll add one more thing about creativity. What I've been really passionate about these past few years is using my creativity with people and making things more human and finding ways in which to finding ways in which to be creative or innovative, to bring people together, to have conversations um, and to really make things human and simple. Cause I think sometimes when people talk about creativity, it has to be this like grandiose, it has to be something big and, and life changing and something completely new. And I, while I, I think there's merit to that philosophy, I think that there's also validity in things being simple, human, um, and really getting to the, the basis of like, what is the purpose of any of this, right? So, you know, as VPSA, bringing people in together to talk about real life issues where uh, some of these conversations have never happened before, uh, bringing in my creativity to put on workshops on DI, on event planning, on uh, officer transitions, literally from the driest things to the, the deepest things, using creativity to bring people together and make it engaging and making it something that is meaningful for people to take away, be like, you know what, I, I, I am passionate about this. I, I think that this matters a lot and, and, and here are ways I can go about it. So to answer your question more directly, I use creativity. 
I think, to really bring people together, either if it's through food, if it's through problem solving and teamwork collaboration, or just having a simple conversation. I think that's how I, I use creativity on a day to day basis. Nice. Nice. So going off of that, so mm-hmm. you mentioned some things that you've done. So what what would you say is the the your favorite thing the the your most favorite thing that you've ever created like what's your favorite creation by you and then to follow up that what's your favorite creation by someone else yeah my favorite creation well and i'll preface with this as well i i don't know if other people feel this way about themselves but growing up i felt like i was really never good at anything like i was good at uh, I, should, I should rephrase it. I was never really great at anything. I was good at a lot of different things, but never really great at one thing. Like I just never found my like niche. And I've always saw that as me either being behind or me lacking skill or talent or whatever. Um, so as I got older, something that I am very passionate about these days in the, again, for the past few years is leadership but more specifically leadership through having conversations through public speaking. Mm-hmm. I think that, and I think we've, we've really experienced this through COVID, having that human human interaction has sort of faded away. And, and like we as human beings have suffered a lot. And, I, and I'll make a point too. I think we are all suffering a lot more than we would like to admit. Oh yeah. And that we, are, we are a lot, more damage right now than we would like to admit. And I think to heal that, we have these conversations. So one of the favorite things that I, one of my favorite things that I've created, and this is through the guidance and mentorship of many others, um, is the creation of, let's, for example, workshops. It could be something that we've done forever. Like workshops is something that KKSI has done forever. Businesses have done for forever. It's, It's like, it's a standard thing. But putting creativity into these workshops to make it more human, to make it more digestible, to make it more actionable, I think is something that I really love to do. Being in front of people, speaking in front of people, but also speaking to people, with Mm. people, Mm. bringing them into the conversation and and helping them envision themselves, right? Like even if it's talking about DEI, DEI can be so overwhelming and you're like, where do I even start? creating a workshop, creating a, a dialogue in which people can feel like I can be a part of the change. I can uh, be an advocate, an ally, and a success partner for all people. Or even talking about something as dry and simple as officer transition. We all know it's something we have to do as, as people in KKSI or even in real leadership roles outside of the fraternity, in work, in whatever. Something we know we need to do, it's something that we don't look forward to doing but when you can put put it in a creative way and change the dialogue to make it more human and people are like, you know, yeah, I can do this. I This is something I can achieve. So again, to answer your question, uh, the first one is workshops are something that, some of my favorite creations. Something else that I have loved that someone else has created. I am a big fan of, of K-pop. Just, I mean, fanboy, anytime I get, I get a chance. <laughs> and some of the music people write, I'm just like, how? How do you do that? And it's not, it's not just the music, right? You have the music, then you have the lyrics, then you have like the more overall 
bigger theme or, or, or uh, picture of the song itself. And then you add into that, if there's a music video, if mm-hmm. there are dance moves, like there's all these different components that like, it all ties into a central theme or vision mm-hmm. to me. And, and maybe I'm digging too much into music in general, but I mean, it is just, when I listen to this, like when I'm listening to music, this is, this is what it like, it's a, it's a whole experience for me because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking like, why did they do this dance move? Right. Why did they, why did they sing it in this way? Why did they change their tone, their volume? Mm. With this with this line with this chorus uh why was the music video created this way and uh, i'll just do a quick plug you know bts uh one of the biggest songs recently has been dynamite mm-hmm. and if you watch the music video i mean it is just colorful it's beautiful um and in some areas i'm like why did they do that that makes no sense at all but then really looking into the music and and in a way like i'm able to use my creativity to kind of look into their world, look into their, their, their lens of perspective. So um, music, but more specifically K-pop, like I love it so much. If I wasn't a graphic designer, what would I want to be? It would be like a music producer, like, because I'm, I have a friend like uh, Blue, uh, he goes by Kid Azul. Like if you've seen any of my content and you hear the background music, that's him. He, he gave me the mp3 and it's like like jealous isn't quite the right word but it's like man if i could like especially nowadays where you could just like yo just on your computer like make an instrumental and have a mic and just go ahead and just rap or sing or whatever and just put it out there for the world like because i i'm just fascinated by people that create music and then like the things because the thing about music is music can tap into your emotions mm-hmm. in a way that nothing else can. So then to think about the people who sat down and like you think about all the songs that like your favorite songs, like somebody sat down and was like, I'm going to create this. And then to, th- to think about the songs that like they just had the verses with like Earth, Wind and Fire and the Isley Brothers, it's like they were making hits decades and decades ago, but you could play it right now and people are just going crazy for it. So it's like the power of music and it's like having the ability to like to create that and to put it out and then tie that into a message, tie that into a story. Like I'm I'm definitely fascinated by that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so very cool too, because like, you know, as, as band people, I think, you know, there is that side of appreciation for band music and I do not want to discount that because there are some there are some band pieces out there that like that this is a bop like <laughs> right and, but i would just say like in general because of the abundance of songs and music out there in general um something that i think has been so cool too is just looking at music from different cultures and different areas of the world and see where where they're similar and where they're different mm-hmm. I, I mean i listening to like reggaeton bachata music like that I mean that stuff right there like that gets me going like that is such a good morning music to play in the morning but also listening to um other music especially love songs like i love listening to love songs and there's just something so beautiful about how you you, people can put their emotions and even lived experiences into just notes you know like that is just i don't know like there's something just so very powerful to me and and i will say there are certain songs like Growing up, the the song "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" has always held such an emotional, meaningful uh, message for me. And anytime I hear it, 
I mean, I will most likely have tears, good or bad. Like, I don't know how I'm feeling that day, but I will have tears because it, like you said, it really taps into areas of your soul that you're like, oh, I wasn't ready. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> there's like, there's even songs where, um, depending on what time in your life you hear them, they mean something different. Like if you're going through a struggling time and then you listen to a song on repeat, it's going to hit different when you get out of that. And you're like, okay, I remember where I was when I first listened to this song. And now that I've triumphed over that, now it has a different, it has a different meaning. So like, I, like, I definitely music, man. Love it. Love it. We're just, we can't talk enough about it. Right. I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We just can't, we just, we just can't get enough. So I want to ask you this question. So, well, two-parter, what is something you've always wanted to create, but haven't yet? And what's stopping you from doing it? Yeah. Um, something that I've always wanted to create, uh, and this, this holds a lot of meaning for me, uh, it ties into my mom. So uh, some backstory, my mom was born in Saigon, Vietnam. Um, she's an orphan. Uh, she, she had an arranged marriage, was... Um, immigrated over to America, like 19 or 20, had me at 20. Um, and growing up, my mom and I just never had a good mother-son relationship because she just, in my, in my, from my perspective, she's never had people in her life to teach her how to love, how to be a parent. But her and I have always been really good friends. And as a good friend of hers, I've also noticed that there's just certain life things that she just didn't know about. And she, she made a lot of mistakes in her life, like a lot of mistakes. Um, so something that I want to create in the future um, is I want to move over to uh, move back to Southeast Asia. And I want to open up either a foundation, a nonprofit that specifically works with orphaned kids, youth, um, or youth that where their parents aren't very much in the pictures because of work or other issues, create an area, a, a foundation that will create different programming um, around the area uh, from community centers to uh, programs in school, like after school care, um, to just mentorship programs as well, and maybe even internships for her um, older youth members. But the, 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 Thing that I want to create is again taking that creative innovative side of, of my life and all of my lived experiences and professional experiences and create this foundation create this nonprofit that will really focus in on teaching and modeling life skills for these youth members because they may not have it mm. and I mean you yourself know and other people know out there when we really talk about DEI the whole equity piece like we have to meet we have to like we have to find solutions to where those gaps are, mm. and if other people aren't going to aren't willing to roll up their sleeves to get that work done for those gaps, I think that's where creativity can really come in, right? How can we make it easier for people to get involved, for people make it easier for people to help out and to to help close those gaps? Mm. And again, for me, I'm, I'm really passionate about youth. I'm really passionate about um, being able to provide not just resources, but providing life lessons that, that will help these individuals grow up and, and they are already equipped with, with how to live life. And it could be something as simple as like 
I mean, you, you may think we, as Americans, we may not, not think that it's, it's important or that like, wow, like I can't believe people don't know this, but there are many areas in the world where kids don't have soap or they don't know how to wash their hands properly. They don't know how to brush their teeth properly. Right. So something as simple as, as basic healthcare and, and hygiene to something as more uh, nitty gritty as like personal finance and how to save and how to, how to do your taxes. So I think to me, that's something that I plan on will create someday in, in, in the future. What's holding me back right now, and this is a cop-out answer, but I am waiting because I want my mom to be a part of this experience with me. And I, so I'm waiting for her to feel more comfortable. She holds a lot of resentment towards the, the home country. She holds a lot of resentment for how she was treated because she's um, she was she was a mixed baby. We don't know what her dad is was. We have a suspicion that he was French um, because she she doesn't look very um, Asian to put it frankly. Um, and she was you know treated very poorly growing up. I mean she told me stories of like she would have to take alleyways or have to only go travel during the night because people would throw rocks at her, people mm. would throw food at her, calling her a halfy, uh, dirty blood. So. What's stopping me right now is not having my mom fully bought in because she's also very passionate about orphans. She's very passionate about kids, very passionate about helping out um, for those who are less needy because she was in their shoes, um, I mean, just 40 some years ago. So what's stopping me right now is, is not having my mom with me along in this journey. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. That is powerful stuff. and like those life skills and looking, it's, you're doing what I feel like all of us should do, which is like, I, cause I said it before, I believe we're all here. We're, we're here to deposit something positive into the world. Like we're, we're not here just to take, just to consume. We're here. There's something that we can do that only we can do mm. the way we do it that's going to benefit others and have that ripple effect. So I think, so I think that is, that is fantastic. And so how, as far as like what you do now professionally, mm -hmm. are there things like there that you're like taking note of and kind of filing away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the great question. And definitely uh, that's just me in general. I'm always uh, taking note of things in which I can uh, use in different organizations and, and really just kind of, Really, really connect everything back together. So with what I'm doing now, so I serve as the, um, I manage programs for um, Asian American Lead, which is a nonprofit in the D DMV area that does so something very similar, focuses on youth in the area, underrepresented uh, and low income youth. And we do that through, uh, we do that through achieve three outcome areas. One is educational empowerment because education is so very important. And we may not feel that way uh, entirely in, in America, but I can say that in a lot of areas of the world, like education is so highly sought after. Mm. Uh, another is identity development. As, especially as Asian Americans, uh, we have often identified ourselves as the invisible group of America mm. in a way where we're not white enough, we're not black or brown. So like in a way, like we're just sort of in the middle and we just kind of, go where people need us in the argument, mm. right? So we have in, in education empowerment, 
we have identity development and also leadership opportunities for youth to actually step up and, and say that, you know, I can be a leader. I do matter and I can make a difference. And like you said earlier, deposit something positive into the world. So what I've taken away from what I do now, not only the programming pieces about the outcome areas, about what, what, what are the outcome areas we're looking for to really help youth have a more holistic and wholesome experience, but even something to like, is something as specific as connections and the importance of funding, the importance of donors, the importance of just having staff people in place for us to be able to, to operate. So, I mean, obviously many different layers and I could talk about this for days on end, uh, but again, really bringing in the creativity and adding that on top of all the logistical and operational pieces that I've, um, I've taken away so far. Mm, nice. That is, that is really cool. That is really cool. I, I, I am impressed by you, Bonko. I am, I am impressed by you. You've grown a lot since we, since we first met, just an impressionable youth now leading the people. I just look at that. Look at that precious lamb of God, precious lamb. But I want to thank you for coming on this podcast. And I want you to let the people know where they can find you on the social medias. Yeah, I greatly appreciate that. And again, just wanted to say thank you, Robert, so very much for the invite. I mean, this is you know, what an honor to be a part of uh, one of your productions. And just, again, just to, to be a friend of yours as well has truly been an honor. Um, but for myself, um, you can find me. I mean, like, it might have a very unique name. You, if you if you type out Bang Co, like Bang Company, um, on Facebook, so uh, Instagram, Twitter, really any social media, you'll find me. But more specifically, my handle is Bong T is in Tom Co. Uh, and yeah, add me, follow me, and I. I mean, I would love to connect. And more specifically, I would love to have uh, these sort of deep conversations because uh, I think they're so very important and. Um, and I just wanted to, to say a quick message that for anybody out there who's watching, I know that we're going through a tough time and we will continue to go through a tough time for quite some time. But I just want to say that as an individual, just know that you are deeply loved and that it may not feel like it. You may not be reminded of it much. So let this be a reminder that you are loved, that you do matter in this world and you're here for a purpose. And like Robert and I said, like there is something here for you. And we would love to, to hear and, and help you out with this because at the end of the day, like we truly are in this together. Um, yeah, and I just look forward to, to meeting everybody uh, and anybody and just having these conversations, which I think add that creative uh, flourish to the world and it makes things a little bit less dark and, and sad. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank y'all for listening and watching. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And make sure it's going along in life. Teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See y'all next time.